Hey y'all, it's Alante, and you're listening to Black and in Grad School, the podcast that helps women and people of color like you excel in this journey. If you're listening, I believe you are an aspiring or current scholar who wants to successfully navigate this process by sharing my experience while pursuing my PhD and interviewing other black graduate students or early career professionals, it is my hope that you can glean encouragement, advice, and strategies that you can apply to your journey. Thanks for listening. What's up, y'all? I know this is really different. Typically, I'm not like jumping in before an episode starts, but yo, we had some technical difficulties and the intro is not included in this week's audio, but it's all good. Before you listen to this really dope and robust conversation I had with Dr. Ashley Adams, I want to make sure I give her a proper introduction as we do with all our guests. So, Dr. Ashley Adams is the Senior Director of Student Affairs at an R1 institution in the Northeast and an adjunct professor in the university's College of Education. When she's not working with college students, she leads a different classroom as the founder of the podcast and lifestyle brand, School and Life, and as CEO of Mentor Me, a career development platform for professional women. Through Mentor Me, she offers small group mentoring services to help high-achieving women advance their careers. And with more than 10 years of professional experience in corporate, nonprofit, and educational leadership, she uses mentoring to serve women and teach them how to leverage their leadership skills to thrive personally and professionally. It's, like I said, a really dope conversation. I hope you enjoy it, but I didn't want you all just to jump in <laughs> and hear, hear it and be like, well, what's going on here? So... Enjoy the episode. Ashley, I thought it was really great. I was excited to hear that you were a McNair Scholar because as a former McNair Scholar supervisor, I know how important it is that our students actually start the process and finish and get that that doctorate. And so I know that, you know, your um, supervisor, the person who led your program is super proud of you. And I want to know, you know, tell us about your experience. What was it like going to grad school, especially when you kind of sound like you didn't intentionally plan on it at least originally. So what was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, my master's degree is in sociology and my doctoral degree is in higher education administration. And so I think that, you know, at the master's level, um, I was working full time right out of the gate. Um, My undergraduate degree was also in sociology. So I kind of had a very strong foundation. I went to, I earned my master's degree on a scholarship. So I didn't have any financial burden. So it was like easy breezy, beautiful cover girl, honey. It was like a breeze. I had great professors. I really didn't have any academic challenges. And I love the work. You know, it was, it was applied based on um, my um, master's degree is from DePaul University in Chicago. So, you know, I was like fresh out of undergrad, you know, I was living in a big city, you know, I just like the world's my oyster and it was great. But honey, that doctoral program was a whole different beast. I um, waited, I think maybe five or maybe five plus years before I went on to my PhD program. And, you know, at that point in my life, I had was working full time, I was used to like, you know, making a certain amount of money, but I knew that I wanted to go back to school and earn my PhD, I was, I had transitioned to working um, in higher ed, and I knew for the type of positions that I desired that I was going to need that PhD to secure them. And so, you know, I was like, 
uh, you know, how do I make this work? And I, I remember thinking like, you know, I want to go back to school. I want to earn my PhD, but I don't want to pay for it. So I knew I needed to take on an assistantship or, you know, some type of scholarship. And so um, I earned my PhD at SLU, St. Louis University in St. Louis, Missouri. And I applied for and received an assistantship. And so I quit my full-time job working in higher ed, working in admissions and went back to school full-time. And that first year was so challenging academically, socially, you know, all my friends have jobs. Jobs, they're traveling. Like I make, I don't know, uh, $800 a month. And, <laughs> you know, like it was just like ridiculous. You know, like I remember telling my partner at the time, like, Hey, I want to go back to school. Can you support me? And he was, you know, trying to help support me financially, but like, I still was not making any money living in object poverty. Yeah. Um, you know, not able to like live that, you know, mid twenties lifestyle. Like I had desired and that was like, you know, that was just a real challenge. Um, and then I think one of the things I realized, and this is one of the things I talked to my mentees about, is that, you know, you people tell, you know, earn your degree, like go back to school, finish what you start, blah, 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 blah. And then you like realize, oh my goodness, like I'm going to have all of these degrees and all of these credentials and, and I have no idea how to use them, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this is the trap of high achieving women in particular, right? Like, you know, we're high achievers, we're credential seekers, there's some validation and some imposter syndrome that's floating around in there and making us yeah. think we have to get these credentials to advance our degree. And again, I have my PhD. I'm not telling nobody not to go back to school, but one of the things that I really want to impress upon professional women and, and, and scholars is that your degree is not enough. You need to know how to use the degree to leverage the degree to really get what you want. And so after my first year of grad school, I realized, oh my goodness, I'm going to have a PhD with like two years of experience. I'm not mm. going to be able to secure the type of positions I desire because they're asking for five to seven years of experience. And I don't have that. Mm. I have this degree with no applied knowledge. Right. And so I really, I, so once I realized that I went back to work, um, I did take out some loans to pay for the second half of my PhD and I got the experience that I needed in the working world. So then when I finished my doctoral degree, I was able to secure that director level position that I desired because I had the credential and I had the years of practical experience to match. Yeah. Um, and so for those of you who might be, you know, working full time and going to school full time, I've done that at both the master's degree and the doctoral level. It's absolutely achievable for those of you who are going to school full-time and you're worried about you know how to leverage the practical side of your degree that's a real concern it's valid and I think that um, making sure that you partner well with your advisor and getting any assistantships that are applied or work with a mentor like me who can help you think strategically about how to apply the skills that you're learning in class in the in the working world if that's the route that you're going with your deg degree is critical yeah I mean absolutely and I even hearing that is like you really thought you stopped and took a minute to think strategically and, and really kudos to you because, you know, grad school is a whirlwind, right? You know, you just kind of getting dragged through the mud the whole time, you know, but you took the moment to like stick your head up and look around like, all right, what do I need to do that next step? And that's why I think our conversation is so, the timing is like so perfect because that we're getting to the end of the school year um, and people are thinking about or taking the time to reflect on, okay, what am I trying to do next? What is it that I need to do, right? And so to hear that you did it in grad school, I think lets us know, us listening, myself included, like 
yes, this is a time to be thinking about those things, thinking about the experiences you need. And I want to know kind of next, it sounds, you decided to, to go back to working and, and balancing school. So how did that conversation go with your advisor? Like, I'm, I'm assuming they were expecting to be full-time the entire process. So like, how did that conversation go? And then how were you able to kind of even articulate that with your new boss? Yeah. So I think that the first conversation, even before with my advisor is with the person who, who I had the assistantship with, who was not my advisor. Gotcha. Uh, so I was just doing like research um, for a faculty member. And so, and I think a part of my decision too, was just like, I was bored. The research wasn't interesting. It wasn't necessarily in the field in which I desired to continue to do the work. And, you know, he wasn't really a mentor. He wasn't really cultivating me. And, you know, it was just like, hey, read this, do this. Hey, you know, look at this. You know, it wasn't, it was just task, task, task. It wasn't um, engaging. It wasn't connected. I didn't feel supported. And so that made it easier for me to be like, you know, I need to go back and get a job and where I can like, you know, you know, do something that feels impactful. That I feel like I'm really serving somebody. Um, and so that's where I first, like that, that challenging conversation, I let him know I wasn't planning to come back. Um, and then I talked to my advisor about it. And I'm so grateful that I had a very supportive advisor. And like so many of the women that I mentor, like you, Alante, I'm sure like many of your listeners, I'm very high achieving. I'm very capable. So it wasn't a matter of if I could do it. It was just a matter of like, do you know how hard this is going to be and have you planned for the challenges? And that's the kind of conversation my advisor had with me. She knows me. She knows I'm high achieving. She knew, It was no question of if I was going to finish the degree. It was like, do you know how challenging this is? And obviously my answer was no, because girl, like who, who, like, does anybody know how challenging it's going to be to work full-time and go to, uh, you know, complete a, a PhD full-time? No, no one knows right. that. But um, I, I couldn't have guessed, right? But it was challenging. And so she told me about like ways that I need to set, in my, set up my life, things that I need to prioritize, things that I need to deprioritize. And she gave me that feedback at the gate. So I I, again, I take feedback. I love a rule. When she told me like the, some of the things I need to prioritize and deprioritize, and we set up an academic plan that outlined when I would take my courses, when I would complete comps, when I would defend, um, and what that goal was, then it was all about following those rules and then, you know, meeting that goal. And um, I'm proud to share that I finished my doctoral degree in three years. First year, um, going to, uh, you know, being in an assistantship and going to school full-time in the last two years, including my dissertation and defense while working full-time oh yeah I was I said beast before but I feel like I need to ask more <laughs> that is that is I mean that's remarkable truly to be working and to finish it and do it in three years and so kudos to you Dr. Ashley Ooh, so no wonder yes you got all of the juice to help people get through <laughs> this this uh this next step and so when you were transitioning and finishing up your finishing up your PhD, did you stay in that same role or were you ready to move on to the next the next role? Yes. Yeah, so so when I first started, um, so I was, you know, was working in a job, quit that job, did the assistantship for a year and then went back to work. I did not go back to the same job. I was in a new role. Um, I worked in that role for about a year and a half, loved the work, had a very positive experience, but had a boss that was demeaning and, or it actually wasn't even my boss. It was my boss's boss. So good relationship with my boss, but my boss's boss was like demeaning and, you know, demoralizing and, um, just, just very vindictive. I mean, to the point that I had to file an EEOC claim, like it was that bad. Wow. So I resigned from that role and left that role after a year and a half. Um, and then Trent, 
and then transitioned into a new role after uh, after that year and a half. And so the last the last six months, eight months of my doctoral program, I was in another role. And so, so yeah, so I think that, you know, I, I'm, but, but again, like, I'm so grateful that I wasn't afraid of going back to work and my ability to do that and do it in excellence. And I think that, you know, I really appreciate like the affirmation. I'm a, I'm a words of affirmation kind of girl. So I will take a uh, remarkable, I'll take that. But I, what I would also say is that it was intentionality. Like it, it's not cause like I'm some special unicorn. It's because um, I was really intentional with my time. I let everybody in my life know exactly what I was doing and what I was not going to do it do. And I was, I was unrelenting. Like I was like, would not compromise. And so not with my time. And so like, I'm a big fan of the Pomodoro method not sure familiar folks are familiar with that but basically it's like time on time off like Mm -hmm. I still use it to this day you know I'm five what is it five years out I'm five years uh, out for my PhD but I still like Pomodoro my time every day (laughs) and yeah and look that up it's a great resource um if you want to use that I also like I said I was really clear with everybody in my life like what my priorities were and what they were not and so you know I I would you know take that long weekend girlfriend trip but then I would you know the next week like you wouldn't see me I you know I would be sitting around a piece of paper coding um you know for my qualitative research and so um, I think really setting boundaries and communicating those boundaries to the people in my life and some strong time well and now I more believe in time harmony than time management which I've talked about in your summits before um but but yeah I think that like having a strategy is is critical for that kind of success yeah and and I I think you're absolutely right and I know that's something that you help people with like if they're in school and then as they are job seeking and then as they're continuing to move in their career right and having a strategy and helping the helping us really like I want to say more than let's live our best life, but really get all that we want out of life. Right. And so I feel like you already dropped like gems in there. Like, so I'm just kind of pull them out for y'all real quick with like balancing time, communicating with your circle, your support system, what's going on. Also, you had a good, it sounds like a really great advisor and mentor to say like, are you prepared for the challenge, right? Have you planned for the challenges? I really liked that wording specifically, like planning for the challenges, because I think a lot of times that's the issue. It's not that we cannot overcome the things that come up, is it that we did not plan for them. Some things in life, of course, are not planned, but the grad school experience for the most part, there are some extremes, but a lot of our experiences are relatively similar, right? It's the same issues, the same good, high, same lows, right? And so do you plan for those challenges? I like, love that. And you kind of did all those things so that you had a path to success. And and I know that's what you do with your community. And so I want to just, I want you to tell us a a little bit more about it. What can people expect from mentor me I have been following you like I said for like the full three years of the podcast so I've seen you transition like your branding transition all these things I just want to give you some of your flowers because I'm like yo Ashley's out here killing it but like and I see your content I know you are always serving um your community and so what can people expect from um inside mentor me 
Yeah, so Mentor Me is a professional development company for women, and I primarily work with women in corporate, nonprofit, or educational leadership. So if you work in any of those fields, if you desire to work in any of those fields, um, it'd absolutely be a great fit for you. Um, I basically have two programs in Mentor Me. There is an accelerator program, which is a six-week uh, career development program for um, new and mid-level professional women, and then there's a mastermind, which is a um, 10-week executive coaching program. And it's more for mid-level or senior level professional women. But in both programs, the foundation is figuring out exactly what you're good at, exactly what you're not good at, and teaching you how to leverage what you're good at to get what you want out of work. And so whether that's making more money, whether that's more visibility, whether that's transitioning into a new career, whether that's um, like getting that promotion, um, whether it's advancing to the highest levels of leadership or really positioning your expertise in your current field, that's what um, Mentor Me programs are for. And I am so grateful to mentor like the best of the best. I'm talking about most of my mentees have a master's degree. Many of them are in doctoral programs or have already completed their doctoral programs. I'm talking about high achieving women, women who work across a myriad of fields. And so for the like, for the um, student who write master's degree or doctoral degree student who is um, working right now or, you know, is eager to work once they finish their program or may maybe wants to make that transition kind of like I did and have mm -hmm. some concerns about, you know, feeling like their skills may not be ready to be applied uh, at, in, in, at any of those stages, mentor me programs may be a good fit for you. And the way that um, folks can become, become a part of them is that um, they can just apply right on my website. So it's mentor-me.org. So M-E-N-T-O-R-me.org. Just go to my website. You schedule what's called a mentor moment. Um, it's an opportunity for us to hop on a phone call. It helps me assess like where you are right now in your career and how I can best serve you. And then um, if if you're invited into the program, we will schedule your orientation and get you started. I love it. And I will include all the links and show notes for you all to follow her to schedule your mentor moment. And I, I think that this community is so incredibly important, especially for this audience, for us listening, because we all, I think sometimes also academia kind of gives come sometimes and kind of try to give you tunnel vision, right? Like I know for me in engineering, it's like, all the conversations, tenure track, tenure track, tenure track, tenure track. And I kind of was like, well, is just what else is out there? I'm just curious, you know? And even that rough up, I was like, curious about what? Like, why tenure track? And it's like, well, I just want to know what my other options are and where else I might be happy. And so I think that having a community that helps you to think about that is really important. And I mean, just like, again, kudos, remarkable, all the things for Mentor Me providing that service to, to us. And, and so thank you for that. And Dr. Ashley, you know, I don't want to waste your time. I know you are a high achieving, powerful woman handling business. So I want to know, we're going to just, I'm just going to ask you kind of any last leaving advice you have for us. Like, is there something you want to make sure that we know as we are in grad school, as we're thinking about transitioning out in our next steps, what's something that you want all of us to kind of have in mind as we're, as we're making these moves? I want you to use the degrees that you are attaining. I want you to use the knowledge and skill sets and immense expertise that you have 
to advance the world. And whether that is in a tenure track position or whether that's an industry or whether that's in an administrative role in education or in your field, what I see too often is that folks are not leveraging their immense experience. And instead they are credential seeking out the wazoo and they have the degrees and the debt to prove it, honey. And we have to do better. We cannot be, and this is specifically for black women in, in, in general. I know that the world has told you that you have very little value. I know that the world has filled you up with lies and untruths about who you are and the value that you bring. And so that you are trying to mask all of that bad feeling with credentials. And I get it. Like as a person who fights imposter syndrome to this day, even as I mentor and train other people, I understand that. But what I want you to know is that your value does not reside in your credential. Your value resides within you and you are valuable, period. So what I want you to do is leverage the value. I want you to use the value. I don't want you to put the value to waste. And I want you to know that you can leverage the skills that you already have. This is why I went back to school. I mean, why I went back to the workplace because I wanted to use it right away. I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to, I didn't want to finish that PhD program and then get a coordinator level position. Like that's not what I was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So I want you to know that you have value now and you can use that value now. And then as you earn your credentials, you can you will have more value and then you can make more money and serve more people and have more impact. Um, but I just want you to leverage what you have to get what you want. And if you need help with that, let me mentor you. Yes. Hit Dr. Ashley up. Um, thank you so much for agreeing to come and talk to me today. Thank you for being a part of the Graduate School Success Summit all three years, like literally every year since it was like a random idea. I just shot her a DM like, hey, would you like to do this? And she said yes. And so um, I'm so grateful to have you in my like internet circle. And one day, you know, I, just, I tell my like internet friends, I'm gonna meet them one day, you know, some random stuff. So I look forward to that day. But I, I really am, I just hold you in high regard. And I'm just so happy that you were able to just share a sliver of the gems that you dropped. So go follow her, y'all. Follow her on Instagram. Get your mentor moment. Get the things that you need so that you can flourish. Ashley, last thing I want to know is what is your lesson from the trap? Listen, child, so many lessons from the trap. I, I grew up in the 80s in the projects. I'm talking about the hood, honey. And so I didn't pick a specific lyric from a specific um, song because I feel like my life, my my inception, you know how they talk about getting it out the mud? Yeah. I got it out the mud. So yeah. I think the lesson that I want to like impart is that there is so like there is so much energy in a trap in like getting it out the mud and like you know go 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 and you know just like this hustler mentality but i know for the audience listening you know you one of the reasons why you are in grad school one of the reasons why you aspire to grad school one of the reasons why you finished grad school is because you were hoping to elevate and so my hope for you and my lesson that I've learned that I want to impart on you is that as you elevate, also rest. Honey, take a nap. 
rest. I operate from a place of ease, like that doughboy on a corner that nothing is too hard for, who can slide things from hand to hand with nobody seeing. That's the level of ease that's in my life. And I want to invite you into that same level of ease. That is not meaning that it's easy because I told right. y'all it was hard before. So I'm not going to sit here and lie to you now. Ease and easy is not the same. Mm-hmm. I want you to invite ease into your life, to reject overwhelm and to invite peace, joy, and ease into your life. And that's a lesson from the elevation of being out the mud now or getting it out the mud before and being out the mud now. Yes. Oh, I like that. Okay. Gave me a little bit of like a preach, a little bit of the mud and like this ease. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. And tell us, it'll be in the show notes, but tell us where we can find you in these internet streets. Yes, absolutely. Follow me on Instagram at Ashley Ashire. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-A-S-S-H-I-R-E. That's Ashley Ashire on Instagram. I cannot wait to talk to y'all. Alante will tell you, I love to cackle in my DMs. I'm hilarious. I am hilarious. So please follow me because obviously you'll have like total career transformation, but also I'm like a, basically a comedian. Um, that same Instagram handle. So Ashley Ashire is on Twitter. It's on LinkedIn. You can follow me on Facebook at Ashley A. Adams PhD as well. Um, and I'm so looking forward to connecting with this audience. Um, I know the isolation that grad school can uh, perpetuate. So I'm excited to be a part of your inter- internet community. Yes. Get her in your community, y'all. Do not sleep. Thank you so much, Dr. Ashley. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me.